Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis this morning. I'm excited to have Aviva Sapers, president of Sapers and Wallach, here with me. And alongside her, I have Patrick Bugby, director of executive benefits at Sapers and Wallach as well. Welcome, Aviva, and welcome, Patrick. Hey, Nathan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Nathan, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of course. Usually I'd have uh, Evan Macedo at my side, but he's recovering right now. Uh, but uh, since this is usually uh, one of the segments Evan would do, this is where we would mention that uh, this is an FEI-associated segment. We're really appreciative to have them as a partner of our show. Uh, but today's topic is executive benefits. We wanted to do a deep dive onto those. And so obviously, Sapers and Wallach has been on our show before. You know, Evan's been on many times. Aviva, you've been on many times. But why don't you start by telling our listeners about Sapers and Wallach specifically in the area of executive benefits? How can you guys, uh, how do you guys focus on those? So Nathan, as you know, we're a full service employee benefit and financial service firm, and we're really all about taking care of people, their employees and families, et cetera. But in the world of executive benefits, they're really designed to attract, retain, and reward key people. And in today's uh world of the great resignation, I think there's even more emphasis being placed on executive benefits, why they're important, having ones that are understandable, that are appreciated. If you're going to spend money on something, it should be something that people actually feel is doing something for them. We've noticed over the years that there are a lot of executive benefits that are out there that are so complicated for even for a small closely held business that you would have thought it was part of GE or something. I mean, they're, they're so complex that you have to have performed certain things on a given day with the wind blowing at a certain speed and the, and the sun just so high in the, in the, in the, in the sky. So people, if they don't understand them, they're not motivated by them. They're not, uh, they're not appreciative of them. And frankly, they may look at them even as more of a hassle than what they're worth. So you're not going to get retention out of that. You're not going to get increased performance. So uh, in the world of executive benefits, we're trying to keep it simple. And when we have to get a little more complicated, regardless, it's about making sure that the employees understand it and it fits in with their, it's communicated to them, fits in with their whole picture. Hmm. So I'll, I'll echo a little bit of um, what Aviva just said. I think one of the other aspects of executive benefits that um, we seem to focus on quite a bit lately is helping executives sort of protect and prepare themselves uh, whether it's for retirement or in the event of a disability. Um, and to Aviva's point, they, things can get pretty complex. And I've been with Sapers and Wallach for 16 years. And I think that's one of the things that uh, as a, a third generation firm, um, we do well is we communicate and we're, we're pretty consistent about having uh, points of contact that remain consistent over a pretty long period of time. I think that's something that's uh, a really great aspect of uh, Sapers and Wallach in our firm. That's great. Uh, what do you see as uh, some of the most popular executive benefits right now in the marketplace? Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot that can be done to attract these executives to either stay or to join an organization. But what are what are some of the most popular ones right now? It's it's a good question. So back when we started in the executive benefits business, a lot of the plans were designed towards retirement. 
and people staying with companies like Patrick is what is an anomaly. And it is a lot of the folks at Sabres and Wallach are anomalies that way. But having been with us for a long time, most people don't see themselves staying at jobs more than five years. So the old concepts of a deferred comp plan and uh, some of these SERPs are great with the, with the culture of the company is long-term and a lot of employees might be there for a while. But if you're thinking you're going to hop around and leave a job within five years, there actually are very few benefits that might retain somebody. Mm. So you've got to think that through and figure out what works for your culture and your environment. You know, Patrick, do you want to talk about some of the things that we're doing? Yeah, I would say um, a, a common phrase internally is that this is the year of the SARP. Um, and that's a, a term, supplemental alternative retirement plan. Um, it's, it's really sort of a Roth IRA lookalike. Uh, and we've been communicating both um, with the executive team uh, and then giving that out to uh, the, the sort of the VP levels at quite a few of our clients. And it's a, a great way to help folks that are maxing out their 401k uh, save a little bit more in a tax advantaged way. And we're seeing a lot of great feedback on that. I think people um, appreciate the opportunity to, to save more. Um, and it's just, it's really taking off this year in particular. I think the the great resignation as Aviva um, pointed out a little bit, that's something that's keeping people around because it's something that really doesn't exist at every employer. So mm-hmm. that's something we've seen quite a bit of. Yeah. And I'd also say the world of a la carte benefits, where you really are designing benefits for individuals within a company. The, the one size fits all is somewhat a thing of the past. But, the, but executive benefits kind of come in two packages. One is where the employer is trying to incentivize and retain folks. And the other is getting rid of something we call reverse discrimination, where I know you don't want to use the word discrimination in today's day and age. But in this case, uh, there are many highly compensated folks that by nature of either the government rules or the contract restrictions don't get as much of a benefit as the non-highly compensated. For example, disability insurance pays you 60% of pay up to a cap. So let's say it's 10,000 a month. That may cover you for 180000 of compensation, but if you're making a half a million dollars or, or you're on commission and you're the, the top sales guy at, a, at a, a company, you may be making a lot more than that. And if you became disabled, you'd get a fraction of your income covered right. by disability. Same thing with retirement plans. You're capped out what you can do by dollar limits or percent of pay from um, the, the federal government. And as a result, supplemental savings is an attractive and an area where we're trying to give other folks a tax advantage way to save, like the SARP that Patrick talked about, like deferred comp, like SERPs that have vesting schedules, because the vesting schedules can provide a little handcuff, while the tax deferred nature provides something equivalent to the 401k or other types of retirement plans. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what would you say to uh, employers that are, you know, considering foregoing some executive benefits? Obviously, we've talked about the the value, the upside of having them, but what kind of cost can be uh, can be lost, or what, you know, what can be lost by not having these executive benefits? Well, the biggest cost is is to find a new a replacement person for the person who just walked out the door, took a job paying a little bit more better benefits somewhere else. 
not to mention the disruption of getting somebody new up to speed on the culture and on how you do things at your firm. So I would say it's a huge cost between which you have to pay the headhunters, if you're using headhunters, the time of, of interviewing and doing all of that kind of stuff is huge. So it's a big disruptor for, for most companies. So if you've got good people and you want to keep them, uh, executive benefits are something that should be considered. I think I'll, I just want to add to what Aviva said, um, yeah. the point she made earlier on the disability. Uh, if you decide to forego executive benefits and uh, disabilities, an area where you have a number of executives who hit that cap and um, God forbid someone does become disabled, if you didn't communicate that clearly, uh, that can have some ripple effects throughout the company. And uh, to both uh, not provide that type of executive benefit where you supplement disability coverage, uh, but then you communicate that poorly. Um, that's just uh, that's a kind of a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, you you remind me of something. If you have a long term employee who becomes disabled, as an employer, you have a moral decision to make. If your disability insurance only paid that person ten thousand a month, and they were making twenty five thousand a month and living at that level, because that's what people do as their salaries increase in many cases. Uh, what do you do when their spouse comes back and says, hey, is Susie's been working for you for 25 years and this is how you repay her? Uh, you sit there and say, uh, you know what? We really should do something else. So then you start supplementing their pay. And now they don't qualify for the disability coverage because you're supplementing their pay. They, they're still right. getting income. So it's, it's a vicious circle of nonsense. Um, and it can cause all sorts of problems. But and then you did it for Susie when Jim has that problem. What do you yeah. do for him? So it, 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 having good benefits, um, making sure that everybody's covered where they need to be is probably a good starting point to make sure that you uh, you don't end up with the, the additional cost because that costs you. If I have to supplement your pay and I paid for disability insurance, hmm, uh, who's the real loser there? Right. Right. And I'm sure good disability insurance just also shows the employee that you've got their back. Right. Did something happen. Um, Well, we've talked a lot about uh, specific executive benefits or executive benefits as a whole, but I'd love to get into Sapers and Wallach and how what differentiates you guys from other executive benefits firms? I think it's the the personal attention to design and and come up with a plan that actually works for the client and then the servicing and making sure it's communicated properly and ongoingly if there is such a word the the idea is you know even I'll give you an example we had a client who had somebody who was really key to the organization had a couple of younger kids i'd say one was 10 one was 12 or maybe 12 and 14 and one of the things they want to do is keep that person. So we we came up with a very creative concept called the keep plan that was going to incent them by saying, hey, you stay with us uh, until your number one child gets to college. We'll pay 25000 towards their first year of tuition. Wow. And when number two child will pay 35000 towards first year of tuition. Those are pretty big nuts to have hanging out there uh, as, as incentives to stick around that extra year, extra two years or whatever it might be. And that was meeting a need. The, the, the employee was thrilled. The company was happy because they stayed. Um, and, and that's thinking outside the box. It's not designing the, stip, the typical off-the-shelf deferred comp or SERP or 
you know, additional insurance type plan. And so I would say that it's creating what really works and having a feel for the, the fact that you might have four people who are in within five years of retirement and a whole group of up and coming folks who are looking for something totally different. They're right now looking for college savings. They're looking for insurance to protect their families. They're looking for very different things than the ones that are saying, do I have enough in my, my 401k? Mm. Patrick, you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I think um, I sort of touched on this earlier. One of the things that differentiates us is our sort of consistency and longevity. Um, I've been here 16 years. Aviva's been here. I don't know how long, uh, but we have a lot of team members that have been here a long time. And right. when we're talking to these, uh, we talk both to the C-suite, but we also talk to that next level down of management. And when they know they can call us up and they can call Aviva, they can call myself. Um, and they, they've worked with us for a long time. Uh, they see our name ev- everywhere. And I think that's pretty important. It builds trust because it isn't uh, myself one year and then another person the next. Um, having that consistency uh, I think our clients value that. Yeah. I'd also say we've been told that we explain things in English in, in simple terms, because <laughs> some of these are, are complicated. And when we're handling the other benefits like a 401k and we're adding on a supplemental retirement, we can advise them on how those two things sort of join together. Mm. Uh, and, and it gives us that ability because we do empl- the basic employee benefits as well as the executive benefits you can paint a much more holistic picture for them of what they have and do some planning. And then on the wealth management side, if they want to do personal planning, we can tie that in with what they're doing elsewhere. So it's the holistic approach too. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today. This has been a wonderful discussion of executive benefits, hopefully eye-opening to some business owners out there. Um, Aviva, if people wanted to get in touch with you at or find out more about Sapers and Wallach, and Patrick, I'll get to you next, but uh, if people want to find out more, whether it's an executive benefits question or something else that Sapers and Wallach can help with, what's the best way for them to do so? They can email me at asapers at sapers-wallach, that's with a K, not a H, um, W-A-L-L-A-C-K dot com, or my phone number is 617-715-0125. Excellent. And Patrick, how about you? Uh, they, well, they can certainly look us up on uh, the internet and go to our website, sapers-wallach.com. Uh, they can search for us on LinkedIn, and I'm also available via email at pbugby at sapers-wallach.com as well. Awesome. Well, thank you both again uh, for joining us. Uh, This has been a wonderful discussion and I really appreciate you joining the show. Once again, thanks for having us, Nathan. Really appreciate you uh, reaching out. Thanks, Nathan. Have a great day. Thanks. And we'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs.